Hi, my name is Amy Reinecke, and I'm here to help you learn to love your body well. Love Your Body Well is a podcast designed to encourage women to find the beauty in caring for their bodies without obsession, guilt, and shame. We are ditching the perfection mindset and embracing the season of life you are in, all while figuring out what works best for you on your wellness journey. Join me for weekly episodes as we navigate this journey together, and let's start a revolution of women who are focused on wellness while also being compassionate and kind to their bodies. Are you ready to live your body well? I've gotten pretty picky with the products I use on my skin the last several years. The reason being is our skin absorbs everything, and it's important to me to use products that are effective, of course, but also safe and non-toxic. And that is why I love Primally Pure. Primally Pure products are made with certified organic ingredients that are sourced with the utmost attention and care from family-owned farms whenever possible. Their products are formulated using real ingredients derived from nature for maximum purity and potency. I feel great using Primally Pure knowing how they pay close attention to detail and the products actually work. They have my favorite natural deodorant. The charcoal one is my fave and that's also the one that my husband and son use as well. They have an amazing gua sha stone that I've shared about many times and use often instead of Botox. I've also been incorporating dry brushing for my lymphatic system into my routine, and I am using the Primally Pure Dry Brush for that, and it works fantastic. I can actually feel lighter in my legs after one dry brush session. Their Vanilla Almond Body Butter is great for the winter and dry skin, and their dry shampoo is a powder instead of a spray, and that works awesome as well. If you'd like to try Primally Pure, you can use code BBJ for 10% off your first order with Primally Pure. I hope you enjoy and appreciate their high quality products as much as I do. Hey, welcome back to the Love Your Body Well podcast. It's Amy here solo. I do not have a guest on today. I am so excited just to be talking with you today. I've had some amazing guests on so far. And episode 10 is going to be all about letting go of perfection in your wellness journey and honestly, kind of in life. This is something that's really been apparent to me over the last couple years in this idea of perfection and and who we think we need to be for ourselves and for others, to be honest. And as I'm reflecting here in the last week of the year, I kind of always find myself doing that. And Sometimes that can bring up a lot of emotions that I'm feeling around how the year went and what I wish would have happened or things that I've been able to accomplish. But regardless of my feelings about it, I always reflect this time of year. I'm actually recording this episode at my parents' house. We attempted to head north to go to my in-laws and thought we were going to be able to beat a winter storm and had to turn around last night in the dark as we were slipping and sliding. And it completely hijacked our plans and has honestly, it's just been really stressful the last couple days. We were leaving town two days earlier than we had planned. And I am not always very organized and this proved to be no different. And so I was just not ready to leave town, to be honest. So it caused a lot of stress and it left me with a really poor attitude, if I'm honest. And when it came up that we needed to leave early, I knew that I should have said, no, I, I don't have the capacity to do that. Um, I should have held that boundary strong, but 
But instead, we decided to push forth and do it. And then we ended up not even being able to make it. So the last 24 hours, 48 hours has been really stressful, to be honest. And it allowed me some reflection this morning as I'm sitting here at my parents' house and wondering, you know, are we going to be able to head north and, and all that? But it's made me pause. And it has made me realize that I am in charge of the way that I feel about things. My attitude is the single most important thing that I have in regards to any given situation. And I honestly had a bad attitude. (laughs) But I think part of that is, is the last few years, I've worked really hard on boundaries because of the perfection piece, thinking that I always need to be perfect or having that perfection mindset. I've had to work on boundaries and acceptance that I am not perfect, nor is any situation that we come to is honestly perfect. So I I think I was partly upset that I didn't hold firm to what I thought that we should do. I was too afraid of disappointing other people and too afraid of making someone angry or yeah, all that. And so I, I let that I let that detour what probably should have happened. And what happened is myself and my family honestly suffered a bit. It was quite quite a couple hours in the car. I'll just say that. <laughs> so it was just a reminder of how important boundaries are and how important our intuition is. And when we have that, when we have moments like this that come up and we realize that we weren't true to ourselves or we didn't follow our intuition, It's not a time then to turn around and beat myself up or tell my husband I was right or any of that. Like that doesn't serve anyone anything right now. We can just move forward. Boundaries are scary. Disappointing people is scary. Disappointing ourselves is as well. But what I've realized is boundaries are necessary. While they are scary to implement, they are also freeing at the exact same time. And I, I still consider myself a newbie when it comes to boundaries. I'm not perfect and I sure don't have it figured out, but I have taken some baby steps each and every day to know what I'm capable of, what I can and can't do, where I need to be and where I shouldn't be, who gets a front row seat in my life and who doesn't. And I think that that's just important as we kind of go into this episode in regards to perfection, that Maybe there are some boundaries that you need to set for yourself as well. I think oftentimes boundaries are just thought of as like boundaries with another person, but it's also boundaries in what you are capable of and what you can do. It's been no secret. I've, I've shared that stress has been a major issue for me and um, it's something that I'm having to focus on. And the more I talk about it, the more I realize this is not an Amy issue. This is a collective issue with women. We are stressed to the max. And I think our stress is causing a lot of pain. I think it's causing a lot of health issues. And I think it's causing a lot of our joy to be stolen from the day to day. So I want to invite you into this idea of letting go of perfection in order to reduce our stress. One of the other lessons I've been learning on top of boundaries is that this all or nothing mentality that we have really only ends up keeping us stuck in the patterns that don't serve us. And when we can't be perfect, 
oftentimes we tell ourselves, well, I'm not going to try at all. So we give up. And then what happens is we feel stressed that our life isn't the way we want it to, or things aren't going the way that they think they should. So we essentially stay in a pattern that usually isn't working for us because we're so scared of failing or we're so scared of trying again, or we think that we've tried once and that it's impossible to improve it. We tell ourselves the story that I'm not good at X or I've never been able to do it in the past. And so what makes me think I could do it now? But what if failing isn't the thing to be afraid of? What if staying the same is? I was listening to a podcast episode this week and the host was interviewing Marie Forleo. And she says that fail means a faithful attempt in learning. I immediately paused the podcast and wrote it down. I loved that. Fail means a faithful attempt in learning. So I want to ask you, what have you failed at this year? Take a few moments and think about that. What did you learn from that situation? And can you take what you learn and do better next year? Or can you do better next time? Far too often, we take that failure and we tell ourselves how terrible we are because it happened. But what if you flip that script? What if you ask yourself, what was that faithful attempt in learning? What things worked? What didn't work? What did I learn? What patterns in your life currently do you have that are working? Have you created any new habits lately that have felt really good or they have left you happier or maybe they have reduced stress or helped you feel more organized or more in control? Can you expand on any any one of those into the new year? Like I said, this isn't about perfection. It's about small steps forward in the right direction. Now ask yourself, what needs to be worked on? I'm going to use the example of maybe one of your goals for the new year is to cook more meals at home. I want you to break it down. So let's break this one down together. So your goal in the new year is to cook more meals at home. First of all, ask yourself why you want to cook more meals at home. You need to have a strong why with anything that you want to change because that needs to push you through when you finally understand that perfection doesn't exist, when you fail, when things don't go your way. You need to come back to your why. So maybe your why in this instance about cooking more at home is to save money. You are in charge of what you're putting in your meals. And so you know that you're using healthier ingredients, things like that. And maybe you enjoy cooking. And so you want to do something that brings you joy. So what's preventing you from doing this? What is preventing you from doing the thing that you want to work on? Maybe it's that your schedule is just too packed. Maybe you have too much on your plate. Maybe you don't have enough time to prepare or time to grocery shop. Maybe you feel really disorganized or you're not even sure where to go to find recipes. Or maybe you don't have any help either in the meal preparation or the shopping or the organization of planning meals for you or for your family. So if you want to cook more meals at home, I'm going to suggest that you work on one thing and know that this is going to be a work in progress. If you're making a big shift, then it does take time. And so just be gracious with yourself and that, that it's going to take time to create this new habit. So what are some things that you can do for this? You can ask anyone that you live with for help with meal prep. Kids can get in there and do it with you too. They can cut out veggies. They can help wash. They can do all kinds of things that could help you. Ask your family or whoever you live with what they want to eat and get feedback. If you feel like you're in food rut, or if you feel like you're making the same things over and over, and that just feels really boring. Maybe you need to put meal planning or grocery shopping in your calendar. 
I have really started doing that with a lot of things in order to make time for it is if I need to make it a priority, it needs to be put in my calendar that I'm working on it on that day. So you make an appointment with yourself to schedule a time to sit down a meal meal plan, and then maybe you schedule your grocery shopping. Or maybe you just know that on Sundays at 11 a.m., that's when you're going to the grocery store and it's just something that's in your calendar. Another tip is maybe you could get groceries delivered or use an online service to prevent extra things from being added to your cart. Not making the time for the grocery shopping is what can hold us back, for instance, and then end up eating out. So we use Instacart for a lot of our groceries or like a pickup service. Instacart, I do use pretty frequently, actually. And you can easily place it and order online via an app. And it really has been a game changer for our family because taking a toddler to the store is kind of awful. (laughs) And I don't want to do it very often. And so I use Instacart a lot of times. I'll put a link in the show notes for Instacart if you haven't ever tried it before. And you really do just go in, you can choose the store. Many stores use Instacart and then someone shops for your groceries. I think a fear that I had with using like something like that in order to help me with my meal planning was that they wouldn't get good stuff or they wouldn't get what I wanted. I've had pretty much a pretty, pretty positive experience with it. Not saying that there hasn't been mistakes. There has. People are human. But it really has helped me in this regard because there is a lot on my plate. And so this was something that needed to be taken off my plate. Because for some real, I don't even know why, but for some reason, like I even feel guilty leaving my family to go to the grocery store, which is completely ridiculous, but, but I do. And so Instacart is a way that I can, you know, do this all for my phone essentially and get it ordered in, into me. So if getting to the grocery store is something that's preventing you from actually cooking the meals and eating at home more, that could be an idea. And then ask yourself how you can set yourself up for success. So whatever the habit is, you know, for this example, we're using cooking at home, ask yourself how you can almost effortlessly weave it into your life. So the bigger the change all at once, the less likely you're going to do it. So think about the small changes. Maybe it is just sitting down and making a list of four meals that you're going to make that week. Make them big enough that you can use leftovers for lunch or something like that. If you currently make three dinners at home and you want to have more dinners at home, just up it to four. Just have your goal be four. You can use this with anything. This can be used with an exercise routine. This can be used with sleeping. I mean, if you're having a hard time, like turning off your light at night to go to sleep, just bump up your bedtime by 15 minutes, just 15 minutes. I think it's nearly impossible for us to tell ourselves if you go to bed at 11 o'clock, like all of a sudden you need to lay down at nine most of us who go to bed too late, the idea of going to bed at like two hours earlier seems impossible. It doesn't even feel like our bodies would be ready. So slowly back it up like 15 minutes, make it simple. Too often we make these habit changes too complicated because we're expecting this perfection, or we think that other people have it completely figured out all the time. Newsflash, they don't, not everybody does. I promise you, but there are systems that a lot of people do put into place to make themselves more successful in different areas of their life and in different areas of their wellness journey. You have to make the wellness habits in your life as easy as they can possibly be. The all or nothing mentality that so many have makes us feel like if we don't do it perfect, there's no point in trying. And that is a lie that is keeping you stuck. Are you telling yourself, I'll just start again on Monday? 
or I'll just start again at the next round, or I'll just start again next month when my budget hits zero again. Ask yourself, why, why are you always having to restart? Because that's, I think, where the issue kind of lies. Maybe the changes are unrealistic because the restarting, I think, is what can kind of get in our heads, if I'm honest. Why aren't the changes that you're wanting to make sticking or why didn't they stick? And flip the coin, the changes that you have made that you've been able to maintain, what makes those habits easier to maintain? What have you done? It's very easy to tell ourselves the story that we're disorganized or you hate exercise or you're not a good cook. But what if you flipped the script and changed the way you talk to yourself about it? We don't have a lot of control over certain circumstances, but you do have control over the thoughts you think about yourself. You can take your past and you can tell yourself that all of that happened because of XYZ and you can stay there, but is it keeping you stuck? You can take the times that you failed and you can continue to beat yourself up with them, or you can learn from them and then you can move forward. You can use that as fuel. We all have had painful and difficult times. We've all had things that we've gone through that we wouldn't wish on anyone. We can honor those times and the battles that we faced without allowing those to define who we are and what we're capable of. I don't want you to stay stuck there. I want you to feel like you can move past that because you can. What if the things in your life that you've gone through, the times that could have broken you, didn't happen to you? What if instead they happened for you? What if instead those circumstances are exactly what you need to change your life because they've made you stronger? Because you can remind yourself that even on your hardest day, you got through it imperfectly. You didn't have to be perfect to get through it. You probably stumbled your way out of it, but you did it and you're here and you're still living and breathing and living this life, this life that you want to enjoy. Be interested and be curious in the feedback as you dive into some of these things that you're thinking about. Ask yourself if you're seeking too much perfection in changes. And I want to urge you in 2023 to leave perfection behind. Ask yourself how you can do it simply instead of perfectly. Get the clarity you need by doing the things. Sitting on it and not doing it or just overthinking it is never going to give you the clarity that you need. Be willing to try something and fail. Remember, that's a faithful attempt in learning. Don't try it just once and then give up. Maybe you try it once and then you need to make adjustments, and then you can try again. Keep gaining perspective. Wellness is not about being perfect. It's about being honest. Be honest with yourself about the areas that you can improve without judgment. Ask yourself what's holding you back. Is it stress? Is it sleep? Is it the food on your plate? Is it a lack of movement? Is it the story that you're telling yourself? Notice those patterns that are holding you back jot them down. And I don't want you to look at that list and be like, I am a horrible person and I am a failure. Nope, 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 nope. It's information. That's all it is because you aren't the only one that struggles. So instead be your own cheerleader and tell yourself, these are the patterns that are holding me back. I'm not going to give up on myself. I'm going to look at the situation and I'm going to ask myself how it can be different. What do I have control of? And then move accordingly. And give yourself a lot of grace on this journey. There is no timeline to your wellness. 
there is no end goal. Years ago, when I lost over 100 pounds and I thought I was at quote unquote goal, I quickly realized that there's no such thing. Because the goalpost is always moving, it's always changing. There's always new goals, there's always new ways to feel. And so, if we're constantly chasing a number or a status or anything like that, I think you're always going to feel disappointed. Chase a feeling. How do you want to feel in the new year? Do you want to feel happier? Do you want to feel more comfortable? Do you want to feel calmer? And what things can you do today? What ways can you reflect on the past year and ask yourself how those can be improved? It's likely going to be refined often. Be willing to look at everything that you've been through and everywhere that you want to go and be willing to refine it. Be willing to learn. Be a student of your own life. Be willing to honor your body as it changes and as it has different expectations for each and every season. That is the beautiful thing about learning and leaning into your body's needs is that you can truly learn how you can take the best care of it. And going back to where this started, sometimes that means boundaries need to be set. Sometimes that needs to be forgiveness. Sometimes it needs to be a conversation with yourself that you are not defined by where you have been and you are in control of where you're going. This is truly a journey, a very beautifully broken journey. And I hope that as you go into a new year, you can leave perfection behind and you can go into this new year knowing that your wellness journey will always be changing. But that's the beautiful thing. Be partners with yourself. And I'm wishing you the most beautiful year ahead. Thank you so much for being part of this community. I'm so excited for what the next year holds and the healing that's going to happen there. Thanks so much for being part of this Love Your Body Well community. You are loved. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Love Your Body Well podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I would appreciate it if you would leave a rating and review and let me know what resonated with you the most. This helps more people connect to the show and allows me to continue encouraging women just like you. I love when you share episodes that impacted you on social media or with your friends and family. It truly helps spread the word of compassion and kindness that all women need more of. I invite you to continue the conversation with me on my blog, loveyourbodywell.net, or on Instagram at loveyourbodywell. Thank you for being here today. I know you have a lot of podcasts to choose from, and I'm honored that you listen to mine. This podcast is for informational purposes only and not intended to provide a diagnosis or replace medical care.